And Jesus is finishing up these, all these wonderful parables that this one is a rule of life that should guide us in searching for the treasure or in finding it by accident. Uh, well, I recognize something of true value when I see it. And by hearing the gospel every week, we should be able to recognize what endures, what lasts, and what is a false goal or something that is not a true treasure, something it's not worth giving our whole life for. Jesus uh, invites us to meditate on these things. I was thinking about some of the many things over the years that I let slip through my hands that were quite valuable. We've all had this experience of letting go of something that we wish that we'd held on to, whether it's a, a possession or a person that's no longer with us, and you realize, in retrospect, this was truly valuable. And I think these situations are meant to teach us to look for the valuable thing. The ones that we lost sometimes are more valuable to us for the experience we've had. When I was just graduating from college, it was 1978, and my my grandparents were preparing to downsize their home. Some of you have gone through this. We spend half of our lives accumulating things, the other half trying to get rid of it all. And so they had this enormous dining room set. It had eight, eight chairs, and it was, it was a, it was a it, at one time it had been quite beautiful and didn't fit in this place they were moving to. So my uh, grandmother decided to put it in the penny saver down in L.A. and see if she could get some money for it instead of just putting it in the garage sale or giving it away. I think she wanted $150 for it. My uh, grandmother was somebody that, you know, I never saw a lampshade in our house that didn't have a plastic cover on it, ever. <laughs> Any of you do that? The only time it ever came off was my sister's wedding for one day. So the table had a, had a very thick uh, cover that you'd put on it. And I never once saw this table without that cover on it. I don't even know what the top of it looked like. When we went to sell it, we wanted to get that, that off of there, and it was stuck to the, to the table. It wouldn't come off anymore. So that didn't make it a very valuable thing. So we have a, several people came out and looked at it. I remember, and they thought it wasn't worth the money. Um, they had somebody come out, and he, he was, uh, I remember him saying that uh, he would take it, but it looked like it needed a lot of work, which she let it go for $100, and she thought that was a pretty good thing. So uh, I remember I was the one that was there when they came to pick it up. A limousine came over from Beverly Hills to pick this thing up. I'm not making any of this up. And uh, the chauffeur and some worker were there to, take the table apart and put it in the back of, the, of this limousine. It was, it was a large table, so they needed a large... Uh, a truck would have done, but they brought a limousine. So I, I, said, I said, where are you from? He says, Beverly Hills. And I said, why are you taking this ugly table to Beverly Hills? And he said, he said oh, when it's fixed up, it'll be worth thousands of dollars. <laughs> Ever have that happen to you? You know, it was a solid mahogany uh, Duncan Fife dining room set that needed to be fixed. An original. It was, it was also a rare one. And, of course, we did not know this. Uh, I never lived in a house since then that would have been big enough for this table. So it probably was of no use to us now. But it's very useful to me. Because the gospel is like this. Christ hides himself under... You know, we're doing the food under the bridge uh, today. We do that once a month. Christ is hiding among those people. And this is where Christ hides, in what looks not valuable. And people that don't listen to the gospel, thank you very much, we can figure it out ourselves. We so often go off base in thinking the things of this world 
are the most valuable things, but they all come to an end. What Christ gives us lasts forever. All of us are like we're on a boat somewhere. Uh, we all live in staterooms, some in first class, some, in, some down in the, in the, in the bottom of the, of the boat, but we all have to get off. And Christ wants us to begin thinking about our dis, disembarkation uh, and what am I going to have there? What matters here is what matters there. And once we see that, everything falls into place. This, these two, particularly these first two images, are such extremely valuable for our own walk of life. The pearl of great price, this is a professional searcher. He's looking for pearls. I know some of us went, went to um, uh, the footsteps of St. Paul a few years ago. We were talking about it after Mass. We went to the Grand Bazaar in Istanbul. I don't know if you've ever been there, but it's like two miles of, of indoor shops, uh, of stalls, and once you get in there, it's so crowded with people, you never get out. Uh, somewhere in a place like that, there's some vendor, some jeweler with a, with, a, with a bargain bin full of pearls. And this man is looking through all the pearls, looking for that blue, that blue pearl or something that's... Pearls were more valuable than gold if they were valuable, if they were good ones. This man is searching. He knows what he's looking for. Perhaps the vendor knew the value and this man paid full price. Perhaps the pearl was undervalued and he recognized his opportunity. But to him, it was worth everything to purchase this pearl. What would be something that you'd pay everything for? Haven't you lost a loved one that you'd pay almost anything to get them back? Isn't that worth anything? Isn't my faith worth everything I own? Is there anything more valuable than my faith that leads to heaven? I don't think so. And yet people treat it like it's nothing. Maybe nobody in this room. But we're supposed to be a light to people that don't know any better. So Christ says, also, to Christ, we are the pearl of great price. He paid everything for our salvation. He paid the whole thing. Gave his life, gave up his... his, his uh, his life in heaven to come to earth for 33 years. And he wants us to realize how valuable he is to us. And so then you have the treasure in the field. This was a great week for these readings because we had vacation Bible school here this week, 129 kids or something like that. And uh, to us, that's our real treasure. We're planting seeds for them that maybe some of them when they grow up will remember that Christ is the treasure. And we hid a treasure chest here in the church on Friday and we had the kids try to figure out all week, where's the treasure? You know, of course, the Eucharist is a treasure. The Eucharist is a treasure. Uh, the people of God are a treasure, some of us. <laughs> and, uh, but the, but the, um, we put the treasure in the reconciliation room. Because if I'm forgiven by God, uh, I'm in. I just need to be forgiven. And Christ wants to forgive everyone that comes to him. So we tried to convey that in the Bible. Everybody got their treasure chest had a Bible in it. You know, so we had, uh, I imagine people out in the field out here, we've got a great field for this, digging and digging and looking for treasure and, uh, and looking in the wrong place. Or maybe they find something they think is valuable. Um, this man is digging. He's a worker. He, we don't know what he's doing out in the field. He's not looking for treasure. He's just digging. Maybe he's a farmer trying to figure out what kind of soil it is. Am I going to plant here? Am I going to buy this field? He's looking, and he strikes a buried chest. Somebody buried it there, hoping to come back and dig it up later, and they never came back. 
Then the next owner bought the field and didn't know what he had. Just like we didn't know what we had with that dining room table. It's the same thing. It's the same story. There's so many times, you know, I often help families with funerals. I think it's one of the most important things that I do. And I always feel the deceased have something to say to us about, about our lives. But I find at times people are already getting pretty tense about, about inheritance issues, which is a pretty normal thing. Um, you know, even in the Bible, Jesus dealt with somebody that was arguing over an inheritance. But what I find interesting is so often the really valuable thing that the parents left the children was the faith, and that's been discarded as worthless. We want all those things that we're inheriting, but the faith, this is something we can do without. And yet, that's the valuable thing. This, is, this was the great wealth that I had, my faith. So Christ wants us to be discerning. You know, Solomon in the first reading, he says, Oh God, give me wisdom, not riches, not fame, not power, not vengeance on my enemies, uh, not a new car, you know. Those things are all good things, but not if they take us away from Christ, who is the real value. So we have to remember, Christ hides the most valuable things in unattractive packaging. It's always been the case. It always will. Our goal is to seek God, and at times God is going to come to us, as it were, by accident. And in both cases, if we're listening to him, we'll recognize what is truly valuable in our lives and what is not.